what's going on, everybody? That was really high. It was. <laughs> Sorry, I came in there real yeah, hot. Give me, Sorry about come, that. Bring it down, maybe anyway, an octave. What's going on, everybody? This is the Cover Band Confidential Podcast, the podcast for cover band musicians and band leaders to learn how to rock more and suck less. Here in Atlanta, Georgia, I'm Adam Johnson. Here in Greensboro, North Carolina, I'm Dan Ray. I think my voice and my general like energy is kind of being misinterpreted as far as like my general mood. I don't know. Huh. I, I don't feel as excited as I sound. But it's part of the thing of being a cover band performer is you got to be able to turn it on even when you're not feeling it. Definitely. You Crucial. know, we are, we are entertainers first. First. And uh, podcasters second, for sure. Yeah. Uh, how's your week gone? You know, it's been a lot like the last week and the one before it. Feel that. Yeah. Feel it. Yeah. Yeah. Kind of more of the same. Um, I, I did, uh, I've been slowly kind of offloading gear and um, offloading gear sometimes means demoing gear. Mm-hmm. And I plugged in my full bass rig for the first time in probably, I don't know, three, four years and like made noise. And I was like, huh, that's something. It's pretty nice. What is it? Um, it's an, it's an Ampeg SVT three pro head, yeah, nice. uh, going through a Warwick 411 cab, which is a misnomer. It is a 410 cab, oh. but the model number is 411, <laughs> um, punchy little setup. And you know, if you're in the Atlanta area, it is for sale. It <laughs> could be yours for a steal of a deal. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's just, it was weird to actually like be somewhere and like push a bunch of air. It was cool. I liked it. That's good. Uh, but other than that, just, you know, um, ed- editing videos Sweet. and uh, posting on all of these social medias and, you know, being a parent and uh, an employee and all the other things that go along with being a human being adult in this world. That's good. Hey, um, there's a TV show I've just started watching that I just needed to touch base with you about. Okay. Letter Kenny. Have not gotten into it. Okay. It's fun. It, it's a little bit... Um, there's a very particular rhythm and style to the language of it that is a yep. little bit hard to penetrate right at first, but um, persist because it's worth it. It's a, it's a fun little show. I'm enjoying it very much. Fantastic. Yeah. I work with a bunch of Canadians. They don't sound anything like that. So it must be like a small town Ontario thing. But word on the street is it's very true to the small town Ontario experience. So I don't know. Fantastic. Yeah. Uh, we do have some friends in the live stream. I uh, got to say hi to Mike, who's about to fly back from Colorado. John Kent, Doug McPherson, all of them just coming in saying hey. So Those thanks very fellas. much for, uh, for checking us out. There you go. While we're talking about our lovely community, let's do a review. Here it is. If you would like to be featured on the show, the easiest way to do that is to leave a review. So you're listening to us on something. If that something has a review system, you should leave a, a review and hopefully a good one. And uh, so let's do, let's do this one. This one is from Fred Ellsworth. It was uh, dropped on January 29th. It says, hey guys, great work on this podcast. So refreshing to listen to the two of you talk about all facets of what we do. Everything from marketing to a typical night at a gig. Also, it's good that you sprinkle in a little bit of gear talk, which has been a lot of gear talk. <laughs> uh, thank you for that. Actually, anytime you want to add more gear talk, that's okay with me. Keep it coming. And thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Vote of confidence for the gear talk. That's good. Yeah. Which, you know, I think we felt quite guilty about <laughs> we as did. of recent. We did. It's all we were doing for a few weeks there. All right, good. And, you know, since we're, you know, it's, it's all good stuff. So I wanted to, you know, we do this at the very end, but let's do it at the front. So, you know, we're out here, we're doing all of these 
episodes and we're, you know, we're kind of going into the YouTube channel. So let's talk about ways that you can support us. If you like what you are hearing and or seeing, share this episode with your friends. Just put it on, you just take like a little screen grab on your phone and post it to Instagram and tag us and tag the show and uh, share it with your friends. If you like YouTube, like and subscribe there. Uh, we do have a Patreon if that's something that you're interested in supporting. If you're not into like the monthly deal, we do have just like a general PayPal account. If you want to just throw us a couple of bucks so we can buy ourselves a beer or two, uh, you can do that all as well. So, you know, just wanted to throw that out there. We are a uh, a, a, a tight little community, <laughs> but we could always use room for a few more. So, yep. Perfect. Fantastic. Perfect. Well, Let's see. Should we talk about the uh, yeah? Should we talk about the thing that I that I brought up earlier this week? Yeah. So I, I do want to kind of just say we're probably not going to talk about gear tonight. I think we actually have other topics. Yeah. We we have and it's business related and it's timely and I think cover it's band related definitely worth actually, discussing. One hundred percent. Yeah. 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 So the first thing is um, there was uh, I came across a thread on Ask Reddit. Um. That was it. Was it was uh, it was worth looking through. It was it was about uh, a week ago. Yeah, actually seven days ago. And the, yep. the title is, What is the Best Forgotten 80s Song? Which, you know, he immediately sent to me. Of course. And I had a very strong opinion about it and, and basically ended the conversation with one simple sentence, and that was it. I'm not sure you actually ended it because here we are having it. But what was well, your well, immediate response to that? Uh, well, I don't want to, I don't want to get into that yet. I, I, oh. I feel like I've got a strong case. I think that there are some other things worth going, digging into and talking about. Yeah. Cause listen, I'll, here's I'll the thing. My, it my opens two. this whole question of, of song selection and, um, for cover folks, there's just nothing more important. I think, um, you know, it's been a while since we talked about sort of our philosophy of song selection and why you would pick certain songs and not others. And, 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 you know, I can say from my view of it, um, yep. you sort of have to, uh, understand what you're there for. And for me, the reason I play music is for the connection between me and the audience. The connection between the performers and the audience is like the whole thing of it for me. I, uh, you know, I guess there's some money happening too. Also nice. Yeah, sometimes. But it's it's about the, the, the moment of identifying some common love for the content or something. Um, and why I do covers instead of originals, I've done originals some in my life, but why I do covers at this point in my life is because it is a quick path to that connection. It actually, in a certain way, weaponizes their nostalgia to immediately trigger that connection. And, and you know, you, that thing where you play some great, you know, best forgotten song of the eighties and the whole room is like, Oh my God, I, you know, I, I forgot all about this song, but I can't believe they're playing it. Uh, that moment is yeah. so great. So I'm always looking for, some great song that everybody knew and sang along with and nobody's heard in 20 years. I'm always And the, for that. the fascinating thing about this is that, I mean, it was a very lively conversation. You know, it's it's got almost 4,000 upvotes and yeah. it's got almost 4,000 comments. Yeah. So yeah. very rarely are they are they so neck yeah, and neck. Yeah, that's right. Um, I, I've got a gripe about as far as the way that things are ranked. You know, I mean, the rating system as far as how things show up uh, is kind of, you know, nebulous yeah. on Reddit. But yeah. like a lot of these songs are songs that I definitely listen to all the time and, and definitely songs that I have played in bands before. Sure. So, well, and yeah, so this word forgotten, <laughs> there's certainly some suggestions that are like, um, um, there are a few that are just like uh, tempted by squeeze. Nobody's forgotten that song. Yeah. Everyone knows that song, Absolutely right? Not. Um, 
there are a bunch of them that are in, in no way forgotten. And somebody just had their favorite 80s song and just put it in this thread. So you have to kind of take that with a grain of salt. Yeah. But uh, yeah, so I mean, just looking off the top of the, the list that I'm seeing, Information Society, Pure Energy, that's a super common song. Yeah. And that's one of those that definitely like hits me like right in a certain spot because that was like the roller rink jam. Yeah. Yeah. And, and for those of you who don't know, who don't recall that song, the chorus was, I want to know what you're thinking. There are some things you can't hide. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. It's a good exactly. one. It's great too. It's got that little like boom, 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 mm-hmm. pure energy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, right below that was Fantasy by uh, Aldo Nova. Uh, also a winner. Also, yeah. Yeah. It, um, I was in a, I had a, a short lived uh, project called T Rocks, and uh, we did that one. And as that, I mean, you know, it, it's not a song that like I was super familiar with, but as soon as I heard it and we started playing, I was like, oh, yeah, the song rules. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Laura Brannigan, I mean, anything Laura Brannigan is going to be pretty Going to be good. Going to be good. Yeah. Yeah. Echo and the Bunny Man, Killing Moon. Yeah. Love that one. Love that one. I've done that one acoustic for forever. You know, I'm, there's definitely some, there's some deeper cuts from pretty popular artists, you know, two tribes by Frankie goes to Hollywood, but then like wall of voodoo, Mexican radio, like that's, you know, now I I will say there were a few on this list that were legit top 40 tunes that when I saw them here, I was like, Oh God. Yeah. That one. Um, uh, suddenly last summer by the motels. I haven't thought about that song and I don't know how long, but I adore it. Right. Yeah. Um, things like that. Certainly there. We're getting a, a few in the, uh, in the live chat future world by pretty maids. Yep. Uh, John Kent coming with the puns. Don't you forget about me, which, you know, everyone, who's, that, that's not Simple a forgotten mind. one, not yeah. a forgotten one. Yeah. Schulte's coming in with space age love song. Uh, love my way by the psychedelic furs, uh, overkill men at work. Uh, yeah, there's, there's, I mean, there's so many of these. You know, I was really happy that um, Big Log by Robert Plant was on there because yeah. um, when I was a kid, when I was a kid learning guitar, I would spend a lot of time watching TV in the basement with my guitar in my lap, just noodling, just doing stuff. And I picked out the intro to that by ear and still do it. I mean, when I pick up a guitar, that's one of the things that comes out of my hand is that that juicy yeah. Robert Plant sort of. It's just in there. It's just in there. It's in my brain. It's in my hands. And so it made me happy to see it on this list. The funny thing is when I think of like 80s Robert Plant, I, I think of I'm in the mood for a melody. Yes. Yes. Which again, I don't know if that's going to necessarily get a bunch of people on, you know, out of their seats, but that's just the one that always, of course, always kind of jumps out of yeah. me is when I think about. Yeah. So, uh, what, what was, what do you think, what is your number one pick? Do you, have you, I'm not sure it really counts as, as forgotten. You and I both cover it. Um, but the one that it seems to me like audiences, I have them, I have in the right quarters, I have that right response, that right, like, oh my God, he's playing that response, especially when I do it acoustic is she blinded me with science, Thomas Dolby. Yeah. Um, certainly not a forgotten song. Everyone knows it, remembers it, but nobody expects a dude with a dreadnought acoustic yeah. right to bust it out and and so i really enjoy that 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 one um your answer your definitive like well we don't need to talk anymore it's this was <laughs> was so this is what i get i got uh this was friday morning at nine o'clock at 903 i responded <laughs> with this yeah. and then i moved on with my life yeah, i didn't no, it was like, over we, it was over so uh my response is the correct answer is Waiting for a Star to Fall by Boys Like Girls. And 
Funny enough, I made it about three quarters of the way down, and Boy Meets Girl waiting for a star to fall is definitely on that list. <laughs> it's it actually Boy Meets Girl, not Boy Likes Girl. Yeah. So that's my fault. Yeah. Do you know Do you know that song? Do you, do you know what I'm referring to? So um, there's a song that plays in my head when you say that, but I'm not sure it's the one you mean. Uh, the chorus is... Waiting for stars. That is the one that plays in my head. Yes, I, I, start, I of course, I absolutely know that song. Now, for, um, it's interesting to me that that would be a, a, a best for you. For me, for me, that kind of lives in the category of like forgettable eighties pop. I, I don't, I don't know what what's There's, special about that one for you. I well, I think the um, again, the chorus is one of those you heard, you you saw the words and it popped. It was right in my head. Into your head. Absolutely right. That's true. That's true. I think the I think the melody is really really like unique and kind of out there. Um, it's not necessarily like, like we don't do it. I, I would love to do it to be perfectly honest. I don't know if I could like pull that one off with, you know, I, I do stuff in that upper range, but that's up there like the entire time. Um, but I think there's just, there's, it's got a lot of little moments that I think make it kind of a, an unforgettable mm. song. That's the only way I can, I can, uh, that's I, where you belong in my arms, baby. Yeah. But it's the turnaround. It's the boo-dee-doo-dee-dee-doo. Yeah, yeah. That being just like over and over and over. It's just is just you know magical to me. I get it. Um, the other one that I you know this is my all time favorite '80s song is a song that I will probably never play. Is "Satisfied" by Richard Marks. Yeah, it's. And you tried that one, didn't you? We've never tried it. Uh. To be perfectly honest, that's another one of those that I'm absolutely terrified to try to sing in a set. <laughs> because it's got this crazy key change at the... Well, first of all, it changes keys between the verse and the chorus, and then it does a, I think, a step and a half mm. key change on the outro. Wow. So the the melody for the chorus is uh, goes, don't you know? And then at the end, it's, don't you know? And then it goes above that. There's like this little run during the chorus. Don't you know? That's, I mean, it's just ridiculous. Yeah. It also requires at least three guitar players. Wow. If you're going to do it the right way. Okay. So it's a lot. Yeah. Yeah. I'll, I'll I'll say my, my, I I know the song to have heard it from the radio, but I certainly haven't done that analysis on it. So (laughs) no, it's, that's one of those where like, I remember hearing it for the first time and then watching Richard Marks do it live. It was like on some like MTV, it was probably, you know, I think it was, it was New Year's Eve, 1990. Wow. So it was like the switchover. Yeah. And his band did that. Um, and it was just like crushingly good. And I was like, this song's amazing. It's like the greatest song I've ever heard. Mm. And it's just stuck there. Uncoverable. I don't know if it's necessarily uncoverable. I don't know anybody who who no, does it. And to be honest, uh, Richard Marks can't even do it that way anymore. So <laughs> right. there's got to be something to it. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Fair enough. Do you want to know my favorite? Here's my favorite Richard Marks piece of trivia. Do you know who Richard Marks is married to? No. It's, it doesn't seem like it would be that way. But as soon as I say her name, you're going to be like, of course he is. Richard Marx is married to Daisy Fuentes. Of course he is. The MTV VJ. Well, slash well she was the House of Style And girl. they were both hugely hot at the same time. And you know what? They both still I get like, it. I get it. Yeah. Yeah. Some in the water over there. Yeah. Yeah. 
but yeah, I mean, this is one of those topics that like we could literally just oh, we could do all a night whole long. podcast about eighties songs, and maybe we yeah. should, uh, but that wouldn't be this podcast. But I, I, I still, there's so many on this list that I just take issue with. Voices carry by Till Tuesday, not not forgotten. forgotten. Uh, big country not in forgotten. a big country, not no, forgotten. absolutely not. No. Most of the songs by the Cult, absolutely not. She, she sells Sanctuary and Firewoman are like classic rock staples. Where yeah. at least Ryan, somebody put, and she was talking heads, like not forgotten friends. One night in Bangkok, absolutely, <laughs> absolutely not. Absolutely not. So yeah, it clearly was an opportunity for some people to just dump their favorite eighties song, um, yeah. and not think too hard about the question. But uh, but yeah, I did enjoy definitely a lot did. of these that I take super super umbrage, umbrage. against, yeah, or towards. <laughs> Yeah, most of these are just like uh, snippets of my set lists. Exactly, exactly. And, you know, maybe we run a little deeper than your average person who listened to the radio in the 80s, but but maybe not. Anyway, I, mean, I will drop le- the uh, I'll drop the link to this uh, this link, this uh, subreddit, um, this topic and Reddit into the show notes. You can go chime in and Absolutely. correct them. And if you need links to any one of the songs that I just ret- rattled on about, I just DM me. I will, pr- I will, you know, I'll, I'll just, I'll, I'll just turn the camera on and I'll just sing it to you straight. <laughs> there you go. Who needs the original? I have no problem doing that. There you go. Well, that was a fun little topic. Fun right? little topic. There you go. And you know, when, when you're thinking about these kinds of songs, you definitely, it's a thin line. You've got to be careful about pulling these things in. Now, if you're doing it at an acoustic gig, you can probably, you can basically get away with anything as long as you can deliver it, uh, in a way that sells, you know, the, the subject matter. Yeah. I mean, if you basically they, have carte blanche. If the expectation is that you're setting your own tone with it, making it your own, then that's, you know, you should feel free to do that. Yeah. I mean, I think the, the most outside song that I do, um, on my acoustic set is like Allison by Elvis Costello. Like nice. no one's ever going to request it, yep. but it's just one of the songs that I like to play. And you know, I found like a, a cool arrangement for it. Yeah. And, and most of the time I play it and nobody says anything, but every once in a while somebody like locks in and I'm like, found him. There they are. That's who that was for. Yep. I found you. Yep. Yep. But yeah, as far as, you know, doing these in a full band context, you are, like running the risk of clearing your dance floor, like really, really quickly. Got to pick carefully. That's for sure. Now, one that, one that, one that crushes, crushes. It's not like this era is devoid of crushers. No, I, I literally have staked my entire cover career on it. (laughs) Exactly. But that doesn't mean that everything that smashed on MTV is going to work in, uh, in, you know, every situation. And just because you love it and have nostalgia around it, that means nothing. That means nothing. Honestly, that's part of the reason why I don't want to do Satisfied is that I'm afraid that we would do it and I it would feel amazing and like no one would care. Right. It right. would feel like this massive accomplishment internally completely wasted on, you know, the audience. Yeah. Um, you know and, what? You know, the the had, one that was that way for me was um, Pump It Up, Elvis Costello, which I mm-hmm. adore that song, love Elvis Costello, and uh, nobody gave a damn. When we played it. And, yeah, I, and I made the band gotta, try it for a long time and nobody gave a damn. So. Yeah, T-Rox did that one too. Yeah. And it was definitely fun. Yeah, it's fun, but you can't dance to it. It's a pogo. You can't, nobody's going to Well, yeah, you that. can literally do this to it. That's all you can do. And that's it's, it's it. just straight up and down. It's, it's, it's a two beat thing and there's not much, a you know, a dance floor full of girls is going to clear out. Yeah. Uh, we, you know, we've, we've, we've talked about this at length, but, uh, 
everybody have fun tonight by Wang Chung. Just yeah, yeah, yeah. didn't take. <laughs> we tried and tried and tried, and it just would not go over. Nobody, nobody wants to hear that song. Yeah. Apparently, yeah, yeah. So it goes. Nobody and wanted so to it goes. have fun tonight. Nope. I thought we were about to go into like a, you know, the and so the Billy Joel song. So it goes. And so it goes, and so will you soon, I suppose. Mm-hmm. That's a good one. It You're is. never going to do it. You may actually that one would probably crush in like an acoustic set. I bet it would. It's a good one. Anywho, are we ready to get into like business talk? Let's do it. Is it bit? Is it business time? It's business time. I got my business it's socks business on. Business time. You're going to say something real sexy like, oh, I got to go to bed. I got work in the morning. <laughs> <laughs> Might be our first Concords reference on this whole podcast. It's... Which is really, really impressive mm-hmm. considering how much I love that. I know. I probably, I, I sing part-time model to myself at least two or three times a week. It's good. I just, you're so beautiful. You could be a waitress. Like, it's like the... <laughs> It was just the meanest thing I could like. Mm-hmm. You could be a waitress. Yeah, that's how that's how beautiful you are. Yeah. Nothing, nothing beyond that. Or air hostess in the sixties. <laughs> okay, not for nothing. Let's talk about band names. So you got a band name? I do. I got a band name. Most of the guys who uh, and gals who are uh, consuming this content have band names. Uh, and, and I feel like we've gone to great lengths to explain how we got to our band names, yours being a completely original thought that, you know, you, you kind of wrapped the, uh, the band around, That's right. uh, where I took a very obvious, uh, cultural reference and repurposed it, yep. um, like many, many others. Absolutely. But. You know, it, it is something that we talk about a lot when we're talking about branding and talking about making uh, unique products for the marketplace and how to differentiate yourself. You know, one of the easiest ways to do that is with a name. Uh, you know, Mike Schulte would say that, you know, the Pork Tornadoes uh, being a memorable yet arguably terrible name is <laughs> part of the reason why they, uh, they've got they've been so sticky as far as uh, their popularity and their brand awareness. Absolutely. And you know, they're, they, they play the same game I do with the clanky Lincolns where it's, it's a little name doesn't quite make a ton of sense. And it's a little sticky to say in your mouth. Like it, it's like, uh, you know, it's, it's a little tough. It's a little tough. It's not too smooth. I find that a smooth name disappears from your brain. Whereas a sticky one, it's a little, it's a little clanky. It's sticks in your brain better. So, yeah. And so, you know, we have different kinds of problems though. You know, in your case, you have to start completely from, you know, ground level mm-hmm. in order to build your brand awareness. That's right. You know, there was no clanky Lincolns before you and, you know, God willing, there won't be one after. So yeah. it is incumbent upon you and your bandmates to make that brand something. Yeah. Actually, it's even worse than that because when people haven't heard of us often, they think we're, we're like some kind of folk or rockabilly thing because they think of the car, the Lincoln. Sure. So it's not, it's the president, but, um, so there is that but, to kind know, of fight against, but the point, but you know, point, point being the same, like we don't have, we have no cultural background that there are, that our name, uh, references that says anything about who we are. So yeah, yeah. exactly. So, you know, in my case, I have an eighties band called members only, uh, which is the jackets and, you know, a number of other, 
uh, references. The other thing about that name is that there's a lot of other 80s bands called Members Only. Yep. They're all around us. Um, and it, it's it's an interesting position to be in because when you're using uh, a reference or something that is technically copyrighted or trademarked by another entity, you don't have a lot of say in who does or doesn't get to use your name. Right. So, you know, in my case, we've got, there, there was a band called Members Only that did exactly what we did um, in the Atlanta area about 15, 20 years ago. Mm. And we still get inquiries from people thinking or asking if we're the same group, mm. uh, which we are not. Um, but we also have, uh, there's other members onlys that like I'm, I'm friends with online. Uh, there's one in Missouri. They're arguably the, probably the most, the most well-known, um, and we get inquiries, uh, from their prospective clients all the time. We just kind of just redirect them. That's, that's what we have to do. Um, the other thing about something being so ubiquitous is that there's a lot of brand confusion. So, um, you know, there being multiple members only even even in the Atlanta area, um, when we started, there was a literal other band called Members Only. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know if they're doing anything anymore. I think they may have changed their name. Uh, there's a bit of a sticky history there with their keyboard player offering to play in the band and then like leaving us high and dry on a road gig and then finding out that he was in a band with the exact same name. It was real, <laughs> real shady. Um, so, <laughs> was he clear who the gig was with? Uh, he was, and yeah. I think he was, you know. It, it, I have, I have since been blocked to see what they're actually up to. So wow. who is to say, yeah. um, but also there's other things, you know, anything can be members only like a club can be members only, uh, a restaurant and event can be members only. So we get tagged in a lot of stuff that like, isn't related to us at all. The biggest thing that I'm dealing with is that in Atlanta Two chains, the rapper opened up a restaurant called members only. Yeah. And, um, our handle on Instagram is members only ATL and their tag is ATL members only. <sighs> so I get tagged in a lot of really interesting stuff. And, uh, most of the time when I get an alert on my phone that says members only was mentioned in a story, I know I'm immediately about to log into Instagram and shoot them a message that says, Hey, not us, yeah. someone else. Yeah. And it can also cause negative stuff. Uh, I had to do some damage control, uh, because somebody tagged us on Twitter because a bunch of cars got broken into at that place. <laughs> and so it said members only da, 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 da. There, you know, all these break-ins. And it was like a video of this guy, like with all these smashed windows. And I had to like, I literally responded like on the spot said, ha ha ha, not us. There's never been any kind of break-ins at our show. Yeah. Uh, just want to make sure that we all know that, you know, you're talking about one and not the other. <laughs> so, but it does raise an interesting question. Um, you know, how common names aside, what do you do? How do you, how do you navigate this kind of thing? Um, especially in a situation where there might be other people who have thought of it before you. Um, and, and how do you navigate those kinds of things? Yeah. So you had a, you had an interesting story that, uh, that kind of came up in, in your scene that's been yeah. uh, a little a little steamy. A little, a little, yeah, a little, little bit. A little so, salty. So there, um, there is a brand new Van Halen tribute act in here in Raleigh, North Carolina um, called Fair Warning. Fair Warning, of course, being Van Halen's worst album. But... Um, uh, uh, shots fired. Yeah. But um, 
Uh, so yeah, hey, fair warning. New Van Halen tribute act. New the premiere Van Halen. You know, fun, yes, premiere. Fun, of course. Uh, just, you know, whatever. Um, well, there has been a Van Halen tribute act in Raleigh, North Carolina, for about twenty years. Named Fair Warning. Not these guys. Different guys. And um, so these guys came out, and immediately a bunch of people were like, hey, "Are you aware that that's kind of spoken for in this market?" Um, and their response was like, "Yeah, well, we're gonna, you know." Literally, the guy the guy who posted it said, we'll see who can outlast the other. So, okay. I mean, I guess we will see. We'll, we'll see, I think. I don't know. It's, 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 but it really is if like some, somebody was like, no, now we're members only. Right. And, you know, to be perfectly honest, that very well could happen. Yeah, nothing's stopping them. Exactly. Nothing but market and- forces, right? And and technically that's what we did, but the funny <laughs> thing right. is that, like we that's didn't right. we didn't get a ton of blowback. Yeah, you know th- there were a couple of times where people would post their stuff or post our stuff on their page, mm-hmm. and they just would like they just didn't care because it made it look like they were playing gigs when they weren't, or they were playing bigger gigs, or we were playing bigger gigs than they were, but they were right. glad you know to ride the coattails to make it look like they were busier than they were. Right. Um, but if this was like a somebody playing the corner of the bar, right. You'd have something to say about that. I would have something to say about it because it does affect, you know, your reputation in your market. Absolutely. So, you know, for these guys, I don't know if it was something that they did intentionally or maybe it was like they messed up and then like decided to double down that on is, it. To that th- is the sense I get is that they didn't, they weren't aware they were stepping on somebody else's name and then they didn't care when they found out. I feel like that's a pretty low level of due diligence. Though. Oh yeah. Oh no. Yeah. That's kind of unacceptable. And and the market seems to be telling them that, um, We'll see. We'll see who can outlast the other. That was yeah the words that will be used against him. That's outrageous. Yeah. Um, and, and you know, I had a, a, a the reason why we ended up talking about this is because this story came up, and then um, I had had a uh, I had a listener uh, reach out to me a little while back asking the same thing. Um, in in their case, they have uh, they have a '90s group. And uh, they got someone else reaching out to them saying that the, he's trademarked the name and um, he's asking them to change their name through, you know, Facebook Messenger. Do, you know, do we want to say what the name standard is? standard legal avenue that is Facebook Messenger. That's right. That's right. Official Facebook message from my attorney. Right. Yeah. So um, his question was, have you had to deal with this uh, with members only? Um, you know, so I, in, in, in essence... Uh, my response was, well, no, because I know these, most of the mem- the other members only is in the area. We kind of like, it's, it's a bit of a running joke that, you know, if somebody gets some of our work, they pass them our way and vice versa. So, you know, there's no bad blood and, you know, we have a radius, you know, right. we are going to play in a certain area and, um, you know, we're, we're not really going to encroach in each other's markets. So it's, there's no sense in getting bent out of shape. Um, in this particular case though, he was like, you know, what should I do? I said, if I'm being perfectly honest, I would, I would make him put his money where his mouth is. Hmm. I would ask for a certified letter from an attorney that, you know, verifies that there is a trademark and, you know, have reference numbers to be able to look that kind of thing up because it could very well just be somebody mad that, you know, they took their great idea and, you know, don't, they don't want to share it, but, um, you know, you have to, kind of be willing to call their bluff in a lot of these situations. Well, and, and unless there is an actual registered trademark, which is not easy to get and costs money. Yeah. The winner of a dispute when there's not a registered trademark is the earliest user of the term. 
it's called prior art, right? So in, yeah. in, in essence, if the, if if our emailer can can demonstrate that he was using this name before this other person who's claiming the name, they're gonna they're gonna get it. They're gonna win. Um, well, but that only applies if they have a registered trademark, because right of first use is not enforceable unless you have it registered with the trademark office. Well, the the point is that the trademark is going to get issued to the one who has first use. So if, if, if there's a dispute yeah. and it comes to that, winner is the oldest. Yeah. It's it's kind of similar in copyright law. That, that That's the term that they use is, is right of first use. Yeah. Um, but, you know, unless you have a trademark registered, there is no way to enforce any of this. Yeah, there's nothing to enforce. Yeah. And, you know, we, we had that conversation a couple episodes back about the Pearl Jam with two M's. Right. Um, and, and Pearl Jam sending them a cease and desist because that is intellectual property. That is, you know, a mark that they own, that they are obligated to enforce. Right. Um, so if you feel like, you know, the, the branding and the, the name of your, of your group is worth protecting, then you, you probably do need to go the legal route. Now, just to clarify, you can trademark a name if you're doing, if you're trying to trademark if you're trying to like protect artwork, logos, and those kinds of things, there's a copy written. There's right. there's a difference between the two. So, um, you know, in this particular case, you're talking about trademark and name mark is a you know another way to enforce those That's things. Right. That's right. Yeah, copyright is for artistic works, including pieces of art like logos. Um, Anything that is uh, transferred into a tangible medium of expression, there you go. Uh, according to my copyright law professor Very nice. and the book that he wrote that I had to take classes with. Seems like a racket. It kind of was. Yeah. And it was a real bummer of a class. I, I wouldn't <laughs> I wouldn't wish it upon my worst enemy. Well, but now you know this term. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. yeah now so, I think uh, I think in practice, um, I think in practice bands I, I don't know any bands that actually have trademarks on their names. Do you? I mean not that um, aren't like big I, touring acts. Like that's a different thing. I, I think like folks in our in our category. I'd be surprised if any of them done the, the legwork and legal work and well, so um so Yacht Rock Review owns the trademark for Yacht Rock used in music performance. Yeah, now see, I would put them in a different category than almost <laughs> almost all but of us. <laughs> to be fair, they they were way out ahead of this. As That's soon true. as they saw that there was some there there, That's true. they went ahead and trademarked that deal. And they had a situation where they had to they had to threaten to sue Christopher Cross mm. because he wanted to use, you know, with the resurgence of that whole genre, Christopher Cross, you know, saw his 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 stock rise with the the prevalence of this yacht rock revival that was going on. So he wanted to do a tour and call it, you know, yacht rock something with Christopher Cross. Right. And they they were like, "Nah, you can't do that." And um they tried to come up with some kind of negotiation, kind of a back and forth, whatever. And basically their condition was you can use Yacht Rock if you use us as your band. And then he passed. Uh, <laughs> and that was that. Yeah. Well, and that is the thing with a, if you have a trademark and you opt not to defend it, if they'd said, no, 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 Christopher Cross, that's fine. What happens is you lose the defensibility of the mark. Absolutely. Right? So then anybody can use it. If, you, if you're just giving it away, you can't choose conditions or people to give it away to the minute you start giving it away, you've lost the ability to, to protect it. So it, it, it is incumbent on you. If you own a trademark to defend it in all cases, however ridiculous, including Pearl Jam with two M's, by the way, there was an update to that story after we put out the podcast. Do you want to just drop that? News? Yeah. So, um, 
if you uh, if you're a fan of the uh, of the YouTube channel, I actually went through and did the whole statement, whatever. But apparently, you know, we we had that conversation, and you know, as soon as it, it wrapped up, like the next day, this notification dropped. They changed their name to Legal Jam, Legal Jam. as like a a wink and a nod to you know the situation that they were in. Uh, <laughs> you know, again, I feel like that that situation was completely wasted by these guys yeah. they could have used they could have done so much more with the let's be frank the opportunity that they were given to have this kind of notoriety being just a local cover group yeah and they completely squandered all of their goodwill um and they could have done something much better in my opinion yeah so yeah yeah and i don't think that that you know legal jam is not going to be something that people are going to remember well, it's and just, then you're always tied to, oh, we were we were called this, but now then Pearl Jam got mad, and you, yeah. you have to tell the story every time. And it's like, five years from now, are you really going to want to be tied to this thing that happened back in 2021? Like, it's ridiculous. Yeah, it is most certainly ridiculous. Yeah. But you know, in, in, in most cases, um, there's not going to be a need for this kind of thing. I think most of the, most, the majority of the artists and musicians that uh, listen to us uh, have a pretty pretty solid radius that they operate inside. And as long as you're not encroaching on other people's markets and you're not, you know, infringing on any other trademarks, you know, I, I think it's kind of fair game. Um, that may not be the uh, correct uh, legal approach, but I think given the kind of level of commerce that a lot of uh, a lot of cover bands are, that it, it very rarely, you know comes up. Yeah. You know, that's one of the funny, you know, one of the things that you, you almost hope for is that you get one of those letters because it means that you've hit some sort of (laughs) notoriety. That's right. That's right. And then hopefully, hopefully you do better with it than Pearl Jam did. Yeah. Yeah. Um, going back to the Yacht Rock guys before, uh, they landed on that, they had a, uh, a private like party band, like wedding band that they called, uh, the Tupperware party and Tupperware came for them. Nice. And they were like, Nope. Oh, it's good. All right. right. Yeah. No, you're not going to do it. So I, you know, I think once, you, once you've had, once you've had a taste for that, you, you feel a lot less guilty about dull. Of course you out, do. Uh, of course you do. No, you understand exactly how it works once Tupperware has you in their sights. Oh yeah. <laughs> I mean, come on. Yeah. Yeah. So in conclusion, come up with a cool name. Take somebody else's. Just don't be a don't be a dick. Be cool about it, and then if somebody has a problem with you, be cool about that too. I think that's the I think that's I think that's the move. Yeah, yeah. Because we're it's all supposed to be fun, and if it's not fun, find a way to make it fun. And if you know, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, it's supposed to be fun. It is supposed to be fun, and hopefully, it'll, I can't wait to have fun again. Someday it'll be fun again. Yeah, someday. Indeed. Well, I think that'll do it, man. I think it's a good one. Solid. We didn't talk about gear once. Not once. So. And, you know, it's funny. Um, I, I do have a topic that I want to get into, but, you know, we'll, that we'll have to wait for another day. Um, but our in, in our world, our, our drummer tried that, uh, that e-kit situation and, like, completely, like, hook, line, sinkers, like, I am in. Cool. So he's been... He's been um, moving some gear around, and I think he's getting close to that. And he's he's very motivated to uh, to get back out there and try this new rig out. And it's you know for for us as an '80s group, it's a total slam dunk. I of course, can, we can load him with a bunch of 
awesome samples and like make it sound just like yeah spot on yeah. so yeah yeah do the intro to shout right those weird clanky things yeah i mean all i want all i want is the is the drum and is the kick and snare sound from uh from pour some sugar on me and i want it on oh, yeah. i want it on that sound but i literally want it on every every single why would you not want that yeah i want that gated snare that phil collins 80s gated snare that's all i want that snare that goes for like half a quarter quarter note like yeah fantastic well guys thanks again for tuning in uh we've got all kinds of ways that you can support us or don't you can just sit (laughs) back and just think about how great this podcast is enjoy the goods man and just just let it just let it wash over you you know just sit there and go man Another perfect episode. How do they do it? We all need to let it wash over us every now and then, you know? So if this is if this is your week, do it. Let her rip. Let her rip. I agree. Well, once again, we literally can't do this without you. And if we did, it wouldn't be half as fun. I uh, want to personally thank all of our friends who hopped in on the live stream. Uh, Scott uh, Smith wanted to make sure that... Uh, he wished your elbow well. There it is. Uh, Elbowing. Yes. Thank you. It's improving. So uh, thanks again, guys, for the uh, f- for dropping into the live stream. Nathan, my drummer, also dropped a link to Satisfy by Richard Marks for anybody who is interested. Because <laughs> you're familiar. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. Well, once again, uh, just super grateful. This has been uh, a nice distraction from an otherwise dull existence. So have an awesome week. I'll go ahead and call it from Atlanta, Georgia. I'm Adam Johnson. From Greensboro, North Carolina, I'm Dan Ray. You have been listening to the Cover Band Confidential Podcast, episode 141. Pretty sure. It is. Have a great week. (laughs) Thank you so much for tuning into our podcast. If you want to help us, be sure to share us with your friends, follow us on social media, and if you haven't already, please leave a review for us on the podcast platform of your choice facebook.com slash coverbandconfidential instagram at coverbandconfidential and twitter at coverbandconfid if you have any questions please email us at coverbandconfidential at gmail.com and consider supporting us on patreon patreon.com slash coverbandconfidential and for more info check out www.coverbandconfidential.com